1: John Payton, keep talking that we're gonna see him soon. You feel me?
2: Woo! All right, welcome to another episode of the Butting Heads Podcast, playoff edition, post-game edition from Ramstalk Radio proud part of the blue wire podcast network uh, i will probably be looking into the blue wire family of pods to listen to our cardinals podcast tomorrow because i feel like that would be very entertaining um, but i'm here with johnny gomez johnny you know we after last week uh a, a tough loss of the 49ers we we let them come to the party and that might end up being rough in the long run but we were feeling you know iffy about this team but we came out of that podcast last week and basically said that we think the Cardinals stink and the Rams should win this game and boy (laughs) were we right uh they stink and the Rams really brought it a 34 to 11 victory over Arizona in this one
1: yeah without a doubt and uh of course right as we start the podcast I, uh,
2: that's the Cardinals team plane. They're going home.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Planes flying overhead. Uh, people are beeping the horn and I'm like, you know, it was quiet right before we started the podcast, but you know, that's how it goes. But, uh, anyway, the, uh, I mean, just the sheer dominance in this game is absurdly good you know i i'm so <laughs> I, I i don't even have words for it like where was this team at multiple times during this season and you know i i won't i won't say that it it's just on the rams being dominant because really the cardinals look awful like they didn't look like they even belonged in the playoffs like they they were that bad yeah, <laughs> um, and, and, and it's hard to really pinpoint why. You know, a, a lot of people will say, you know, DeAndre Hopkins wasn't there. But DeAndre Hopkins isn't the entire football team, you know. I, he's a big part of it, sure. But, I mean, even when he was healthy, he wasn't having the best season of his career. So, I really don't know how to pinpoint it. I, I don't know if it was a lack of preparation on Cliff Kingsbury's part, but they they did not look ready to face the Los Angeles Rams.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know what really happened. I mean, we kind of whooped their ass the last time we played, but not to this level. Um, and we were missing guys in that game, but we we're also missing guys in this game. You know, Eric. We literally trotted out Eric Weddle's corpse onto the field, and <laughs> the the Cardinals could not do anything. Uh, it really like. I mean, I I give a lot of credit to the Rams defense in this game. You know, we've been harping, and I'm I'm sure we'll get into it on the pod. I, I think both of us, but I know I certainly have been harping that. If the Rams want to make a Super Bowl run, given the limitations of their defense and the guys playing behind the front four, that pass rush needs to be unstoppable and elite man they fucking brought it tonight and we could sit here and talk about how bad the cardinals looked but at the end of the day man that defense brought it and they carried us to victory uh you know they it, it, the cardinals went what like five three and outs in a row yeah uh and that, four, three, that was the four three and that outs was the key. yeah four three and outs and then a pick six yep Yeah, uh, and that, that was really the key
1: is the, the defense really kind of uh just brought it uh to Kyler Murray the entire game he did not look comfortable in there and uh you know kind of the biggest thing was them not being hateful to convert on third down at all um if I'm not mistaken I believe they didn't convert a single third no no actually no I I take that back they they did convert one a uh, couple third downs uh towards the end of the the game but Uh, during the meaningful half of the games, they didn't convert any third downs.
2: No, in the the first quarter, or in the first half of this game, the Cardinals went three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. Uh, The pick six. Then they started to put a little drive together and then threw another interception. Then had another three and out. um, And then literally ran the ball into halftime because they were so unconfident in their offense. I mean, goddamn, man, this was... So much fun. Uh, I actually wrote down uh, a time during the game, f- five minutes and 15 seconds left in the third quarter. I realized I was just like sitting on Twitter not even watching the game. That was the point I checked out. I cannot tell you how good it felt to check out of a playoff game in the middle of the third quarter because I was just so unconcerned with the, what the result was going to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, really, <laughs> I think if if the Rams really wanted to Uh, you know, make this a, you know, a complete thrashing. I'm pretty sure the offense could have went out there and scored more, but you could tell that they just wanted to kill time and not actually, you know, run the score up like other teams did. Um, even defensively, you know, towards the end of the game, they just kind of, you know, played soft coverage, didn't really, uh, didn't really, you know, cover that well,
2: um, and it was just a matter of why, you know, right? Like once you take a twenty-eight to nothing lead, you know, you're you're pretty confident. And I will say, um, like really, the one big, not not even big, it wasn't that big. Like the real one, like complaint I had about the team in this game was for how shitty the Cardinals' offense was playing in the first half. I felt like we kind of missed some opportunities to only walk away with 14 offensive points. We went into halftime 21, nothing because of the pick six we had. But when, when they are just so lifeless and you're only able to walk away with 14 points, I was a little disappointed in that. And then the second half, they came out eight play drive, 75 yards, touchdown, seven play drive, 50 yards, field goal, nine play drive, 61 yards, field goal. They did exactly what they fucking needed to do. Uh, it they fixed their issues and they made the game completely out of reach. You know, it felt like it was a little within reach at halftime, but given how just awful the Cardinals' offense looked, it didn't feel in reach. Uh, it simultaneously felt like a game that could swing the other direction at any moment, and also a one hundred and nothing blowout at halftime. But I mean, Jesus Christ, man, this was. This has got to be one of the most satisfying Rams wins I could remember in probably since the NFC Championship three years ago. Just to come into a playoff game and just completely own your opponent at every single level, especially when it is a division rival, Nothing. this is just so so sweet and so satisfying to me. Uh, It's much more satisfying than beating Seattle in the playoffs last year, uh, which was also satisfying, but... This was great, man. This was a what a night. What a fucking night.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's always nice to get that, uh, a playoff, any playoff victory, but to get it against a divisional rival in such a commanding way. And, you know, seeing not just, you know, your major stars step up, but seeing guys that we normally ridicule make some fantastic plays. Like, what what more could you want in a playoff game if you're a Ram fan or even just a fan of football in general? Like it was it was so amazing seeing these guys, you know, step up and you know become such a big factor in this game.
2: Within within, I think this was three or four plays, three three plays of each other. Um, for long time listeners of the podcast, I'm sure you were getting as much of a kick out of this as I was. Uh, But if there's any new listeners, we've been shitting on these guys on Twitter all year and especially here on the pod. Johnny Hecker boots a nice 43-yard punt, gets down at the one by Ben Skoranek, followed up by Nick Scott just sending A.J. Green to the shadow realm on a hit, making a huge play. Uh, They called it a catch originally. He fumbled the ball. Uh, Sean McVay smartly challenged it, gets it overturned, sends the Cardinals back to the four-yard line. And Troy Reeder comes up with a pass rush. Kyler makes a, sh- a terrible decision to get the ball out. David Long picks it up, runs it in for a uh, a touchdown. And then <laughs> a couple plays later, Marquise Copeland gets an interception. And, I mean, he's so far off our radar that we don't even talk about him. Like, we're not even going to shit on this guy. Like, we rarely talk about the dude. He's even getting on the action. I, that was just <laughs> – that whole sequence, man, everyone was – Having a blast on Twitter. I'm sure the people in attendance were absolutely having a blaster in that sequence. Uh, that was when the game really, you know, after Kyler made that play, you were like, okay, uh, this this game is this is not happening for Arizona tonight. There's no fucking way. Just all those guys, man. I mean, I don't remember. Did David Long come back into the game? I think he did. Right after he got hurt, because for him um, to for him to go out in maybe the best game of his entire career would have been such a bummer. Uh, but man, dude, just that was unbelievable. So much crazy shit happened in this game. Nothing made any sense. Uh, you texted me after the Odell touchdown pass, <laughs> asking if we had our Debo and Odell. What? What a what a crazy night. Uh, and I'm glad it's a, the kind of crazy night that we're sitting here taking a victory lap over a playoff win.
1: For those of you still questioning if. Odell was the problem in Cleveland, I think you have your answer now. He clearly was not. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things where some some guys are just, you know, made for making big plays and big moments. And Odell continues to do that even at, you know, past his prime. You know, this is a guy that is notorious for making these, you know, unbelievable catches and you know what he had a fantastic game throughout the entire game even had a amazing throw i mean it wasn't that great of a
2: throw if i'm being honest dude that was was a dime i will defend that throw that was a a perfect bro
1: it was it was not a good throw it was i disagree
2: well yeah i mean he's not gonna throw a bullet man it was it was placed perfectly uh (laughs) if if the guy wasn't open, it might have gotten picked, but he was open.
1: It, yeah, I mean, if there was anybody within the vicinity, that thing's getting picked. Like, it, it was it, it was so long in the air. I was actually concerned that it was going to get picked because of how long it was in the air. But, you know what? To his credit, though, I wouldn't have made that throw for sure.
2: He was the second best quarterback in this game, you can make the case.
1: Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> Because, Jesus, man, Car- Kyler, this was not a Kyler Murray that we are accustomed to seeing. I mean, he always kind of struggles against the Rams because, for whatever reason, the Rams have become just these monsters against mobile quarterbacks this year, Um, really the past two years. But, yeah, I, I mean, Kyler Murray just could not get – focused he i think he was uh having nightmares of aaron Donald, leonard floyd von miller chasing him in in his dreams uh even Sean robinson to an extent as well
2: yeah kyler in this game 19 to 34 137 yards these do not tell the full story i think he had like he barely had any yards in the first half uh this all came in the second two interceptions garbage time yeah yeah, two interceptions, no touchdowns, sacked twice. To his credit, getting sacked twice is a miracle in this game. But he could have taken a sack and instead threw a pick six. So like that number feels a little low. The Rams pass rush credit to them. I mean, when you when you trade for Von Miller and give up the capital, they gave up a second and third round pick. When you don't have picks to begin with, you need like he he's been good this year for sure. He's been a great addition. I don't know if he has been worth. Well, I I guess let me rephrase that. We've been saying that adding Von Miller, we wouldn't know if it was worth it until the playoffs. And I mean, if this is what we're going to get, clearly this pass rush was elevated by his presence there. He was a fucking monster tonight as was Aaron Donald. This was a whole group. Uh, If this is what we're going to get, you know, (laughs) I'm sure Tom Brady didn't like watching this game, man. And, Kyler, to his non-credit, like, we were in his face the whole game, and he did not adapt to anything and played horrible. But, I mean, I give give credit to the Rams' defense in this one before I give blame to the Arizona offense. Like, they just, from the first play, they were ready to fucking roll. Uh, Shout out to Raheem Morris, who has been criticized a lot by a lot of people this year. I mean, he came in with a perfect game plan and executed it as good as you can. When you're out, you're starting two safeties. Uh, when you already have limitations at cornerback and at safety to an extent, the pass rush has to be the anchor point of this defense, and it was tonight. And they fucking ruled, man. This was awesome.
1: I'm not going to lie. I was one of those people that, uh, criticized Raheem Morris, uh, especially recently. Uh, but he, I would say, he redeemed himself. He, um, kind of realized that, uh, in order to win this game, you couldn't have Kyler Murray throw the football uh, or at least feel comfortable throwing the football, which he was not, you know. He he could not get into a rhythm, and it's hard to get into a rhythm when you have, you know, these beasts of athletes, you know, chasing him down. It's just, you know, there's there's no way, no way. And, and not even just getting it down uh, through the passing game, even on the ground, you know, you have two very uh, talented running backs there, though. James Conner is banged up, and, you know, kudos to him because, geez, playing playing through, you know, some banged-up ribs as a running back, yeah, that couldn't have been fun, uh, especially with these guys. But, um, you know, they Chase Edmonds was pretty much a non-factor in this game, and, uh, I mean, really, they, they couldn't even – you know, run the ball with Chase Edmonds as as often as they'd like to, because they were trailing for pretty much the entire
2: game. The whole the whole offense, man, was non factors. Uh, I mean, they looked so lifeless for almost every play in the first half. Uh, they put up 183 total yards in this game compared to 375 for the Rams, which is delightful. Uh, they. They averaged three point four yards of play. We averaged six point six. They had 122 net passing yards. We had two thirty-five. They had sixty-one on the ground. We had 140. Um they had two turnovers. We had none. You know, it's crazy when you win the turnover battle. You win the game. We won the time to possession battle thirty-five to twenty-four. I mean, like when you look at the, the Cardinals box score, like Emmons eight for twenty-eight, Connor four for nineteen on the ground in the air, Christian Kirk had six for fifty-one, Rondell Moore had five for thirty-two. Zach Gertz had three for 21, and nobody did anything. A.J. Green didn't catch a pass, and you know he's been victimizing us all season. So to shut him out is a big deal to me, at least.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
2: Just just an absolutely dominating, blanketing performance in that end of the ball. This Arizona offense hasn't been, you know, as good as it was earlier in the season, but we're talking about a team who scored uh, 23 against the Rams earlier this year. They scored 30 in Seattle last week. Uh, they scored 25 in Dallas two week, uh, the week before that. It's not like they've been t- completely lifeless on offense, um, and so – this is this is an impressive win. This is this. It really feels like the game we've been waiting for the Rams to have all season. Like when you look at this team's resume going into the playoffs, they haven't lost. They haven't. All their losses were to playoff teams. Um, but most of their wins were against non-playoff teams. Their only wins against playoff teams were to this Arizona team a couple weeks ago when we basically uh, <laughs> lit lit up their downfall. We were we were the, the tipping point. Uh, and at Tampa Bay. And back in week three, you you had to go all the way back to week three for that other playoff one besides Arizona. So it's, this was great. This, this is the, if we came out and, you know, beat them by three, we'd feel good. But to like, this was really the only type of outcome I could have to go into Tampa Bay feeling confident. And I do feel confident. I did not expect to say that last week, uh, but I certainly think that there is a very good chance the Rams can, can walk out of Tampa with a win next week.
1: Oh, it's definitely possible. Um it's just a matter of which Rams team shows up. If this Rams team shows up against uh Tampa Bay, absolutely. This is going to be a very possible win and possible thrashing if if they uh continue to show up with the winning formula there. But um you know, the this the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is not a team to take lightly especially with Tom Brady at the helm. I don't care how old this man gets. Uh, if he continues to be that leader of the offense, he's he's going to be someone that you want to pressure just as much as the Rams did against uh, Arizona today with Kyler Murray. You know, uh, one thing about Tom Brady, he doesn't like it when he gets pressured. And, and in fact, uh, he, he almost throws fits when he does so. So, uh, you know, make sure to continue to, Um, rush the passer as much as possible because, uh, you know, it really makes up for the shortfalls the Rams have it in the secondary uh, because, I mean, hey, the the secondary look absolutely elite out there. Uh, I mean, and and you could say, yes, uh, Jalen Ramsey is an elite cornerback. There's no doubt there. But beyond him, there's big question marks. So um, as long as we have this uh, sort of you know, c- covering there, you know, in terms of covering the downfall of the secondary, this is exactly the winning formula that the Rams need. Of course, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a much better offensive line than the Arizona Cardinals, so that's something to keep in mind as well.
2: They, they have better everything. They have better quarterback, they have better running back, they have better wide receivers, they have a better tight end, they have a better offensive line. They have better defense. Uh, they're a much better team. But I mean this is you know this is as good as we could feel going to that game and um you know we're not gonna get too in depth in Tampa Bay preview here. We're gonna have those podcasts on the feed later in the week. but luck like the the real the only bright spot here about going into Tampa Bay and playing Tom fucking Brady in the playoffs is we have had this team's number the last two years uh, we got two wins in a row over them whereas should we get by them a third time and go to the NFC championship, we're going to be playing against a t- t- one of two teams that have absolutely dominated us over the last two years. So that's not we'll see. I mean, if we get by Tampa Bay, cross that bridge when we come to it. We're all going to be fucking ecstatic if that happens. Um, but let's keep talking about a little about this game. Offensive individual stats here. Before I get to the passers, we got to start. I think the story of the game for the Rams offense this year, this week, was Cam Akers back on the field. I know he played last week, but really making his presence felt in this game. 17 carries for 55 yards. Uh also had one catch for 40 yards, which was the um the pass from Odell. He also he almost had another 40-yard catch that him and Stafford just missed on. Uh Stafford threw it a little behind him. He Acres could have caught it, but Uh, that it's a type of miscommunication that's going to happen when you're getting a guy back who literally hasn't been around all season with a new quarterback. There's no connection. Uh, It was encouraging at least. And Akers, man, his numbers should have been better. He had a, he had a bunch of solid, a couple solid plays called back. Uh, So with how good these stats are, he still left something on the table. Uh, He looked fucking unbelievable uh, to be back from this injury. He looks like the best running back on the team, not even a disrespect to Sonny Michelle. Uh, who also played a pretty good game. But Akers, man, you you forget like that how big of a part he's going to be of this offense. And to actually have him here as a big part in the playoffs months after an Achilles injury, it, it can't be understated how unbelievable and insane that is. And, uh, man, he looked great in this game. It was just so, so nice to see. And so happy for him to get back so quickly and be able to contribute to this run.
1: Without a doubt. I mean, uh, I was curious to see just how much Sean McVay was going to let Cam Akers play out there uh, because I, I, I kind of get the approach last week against uh, the 49ers. It was kind of a, a test drive, you know, to see just how healthy Cam Akers really was. I mean, obviously, the, the medical professionals are going to give him the green light if they're a 1,000% sure he's healthy, especially nowadays. But still, I mean, it's such a major injury. And to come back in such a short turnaround, uh, at, at least for that injury anyway, it's, it's remarkable. So they, they were confident enough uh, in what they saw, even though there wasn't much to see. Um, against the 49ers but uh, you know what man I, I loved exactly what I saw you know obviously the the lead back was still uh, Sonny Michelle as as it should be I mean he kind of earned that um, but I liked how he was the one B you know and that that was something I was genuinely curious about because I, I feel like that's kind of been an issue for Sean McVay as a coach Um, is kind of you know divvying up the responsibilities at the running back position. It's really been an issue for him his entire career. So I I feel like that it was the right approach in this game, and I kind of hope to see that um, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know it's a little easier said than done because sometimes the flow of the game doesn't like lead you into that direction. It's It's not something that can always be done. But the fact that he was able to accomplish that in this game uh, makes me feel a lot better heading into uh, the next round.
2: Yeah, Sonny Michelle, 13 carries for 58 yards in this game. If I had to bet, it was probably, it felt like it was like an even split between the two. Uh, It it didn't feel like one guy was out there more than the other. Um, If it was, I actually feel like Akers was out there more. We'll, We'll know the snap count. We're recording this right after the game. Those snap counts will be out at some point. Um, I don't know why I just lost my train of thought. Yeah, man, it's it, it in McVay's defense on the one, a one B thing. Nobody should have been getting touches except for one running back for the first two years. He was here, um, barring the stretch of the legend, CJ Anderson. it really only became a, a, a thing that he had to deal with. Once Todd Gurley's knee became a thing that he had to deal with, um, pretty much, but, but yeah, no, I, I, I do totally agree with you on, on all that. And, uh, to see to have Akers as just another tool in the, the toolbox here is, is, is crazy. Uh it's crazy that that's a thing. Hey, Jake Funk, two carries for five yards. Also, uh Matthew Stafford, six carries for twenty-two yards. He had a he had a couple nice runs in this game. I think the over under on Stafford uh rushing yards or rushing attempts was like .5. Uh, should have hammered that one. Uh <laughs> Stafford in this game, 13 to 17. Nuts that he only threw seventeen passes in this game. Um for the for the run the ball crowd, big dub for you guys tonight. 18 passes, 38 rushes. He went 13 to 17, 202 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, sacked once, 154.5 passer rating. There was one or two plays, like he could add acres on that catch. Um one of the sacks he took, I remember he held the two, ball ball for a little too long, but like beyond I guess was the only sack he took basically did exactly what you needed from him for the most part in this game. Uh, first playoff win for him in his career, finally got that monkey off his back. He's got to feel great. He's got to be excited. And, like, I- I'm excited. I think uh, it- no turnovers for him in this game, man. If he could keep that up, we we could beat anybody.
1: I, I absolutely loved uh, his decision-making in this game. Really, he he didn't have too many... Uh, flaws in this game there may have been like one or two passes that i can recall that just weren't great passes but they weren't like the like the shitty passes that we've been accustomed to seeing the past couple weeks so um you know if 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 he's off by a little bit it happens you know no quarterback is gonna be a hundred percent you know there's gonna be an errant throw every now and then um, but and, and I can live with that, and you know, it, it's more along the lines of making the better place. In fact, there was probably more drop passes that were the the fault of the receiving core than it was of anything of Stafford. So, yeah,
2: Cup, cup dropped a couple in this game, which is
1: wild, but uh, still had a great game. I believe Higby had a drop pass yes, as well, yeah, he did. So, uh, yeah, I mean. You know, obviously that's not something that we're accustomed to seeing from our receiving core and obviously didn't have a huge impact on this game, but uh, hopefully that kind of gets cleaned up a little bit. Um, hopefully it was just the playoff jitters. I, I mean, I, I don't care how, how you know, experienced you are in in, uh, in a playoff game. I'm sure they still get, you know, the jitters, nervousness. Make, it makes sense to me, at least.
2: Right. Yeah. It happens, man. We were able to overcome it. Life is good. Uh, Odell Beckham, one attempt, one completion, 40 yards. I believe when he threw that pass, he had 40 yards on the game, and Kyler Murray at the time had 28. <laughs> I, think I, <laughs> I think Sosa put that out during the game. Um, Receiving in this game, it, like – did they nobody jumps off the stat sheet cup five for 61 and a touchdown Odell four for 54 and a touchdown both guys played great uh Higby had three catches for 46 yards on four targets Van Jefferson popped in with one catch for 41 yards it was a delightful uh deep ball from him And we mentioned the cam makers one catch for 40 yards so I mean th- two catches over 40 yards that, that's not bad it's not bad. Uh, just offensively, man, it was it was a great game. The, the offensive line played great. There was a couple penalties, but I mean, beyond that, uh, everyone I feel like stepped up. A lot of guys are making plays. No, nobody, at least to my uh, naked eye, seemed like they they stunk it up out there. note boom got some burn and, and played well. I, I, Whitworth got banged up, but he came back out. I, I think he's gonna be fine. I don't think he's missing time in these playoffs.
1: Uh, speaking of like kind of the injuries, you know, we will probably get back uh, Taylor Rapp, which um, I mean, it, it's hard to say if he was missed or not, because really the secondary wasn't challenged too much. Um, but, you know, still, I, I I would feel more comfortable having uh, Taylor Rapp out there and, you know, having uh, Eric Weddle, you know, uh, subbing in, in, in and out here and there. Because as nice as it is to have his leadership out there, you know, dude hasn't played, what, in two years?
2: Yeah, yeah, I, he he's there for depth. Uh, it, it was weird to see a lot of people, like, criticizing the signing. Like, and, and if, if you've listened to this pod for years, like, thank you. And I've never thought he was good since he got here. Uh, he was obviously good before he got here. Uh, but I didn't really think he was good at all the entire time he was here and he hasn't played in two years. So he's probably not good now. But we don't have anybody. Like, who do you want them to fucking sign? Uh you you get a guy who's who's been with the team. I know he hasn't played in this system. Uh he played for Wade, but he's a vet, he knows what he's doing, he could adapt quickly. You know, there's nobody else out there. Like it, it's it's the playoffs. You you can't even poach people of other teams' practice squads anymore. So you're going into this game with Terrell Burgess and Nick Scott. You, you're you not going to get better than Eric Weddle off the the garbage heap. Uh, nope. And I don't have a take on his play tonight. I feel like he wasn't out there that much. But, <laughs> like, what, what do you fucking want from him? We're getting wrapped back next week. He probably won't play uh, because Nick Scott actually made some plays in this game. And, and I, think, uh, I think Burgess has played well. I, I think he's the one I would personally start um out of the two, but we'll we'll see what they go. Burgess had five tackles in this game for solo. Uh he's probably the most reliable tackler in the secondary because those guys miss tackles all the time. Maybe Ramsey's more reliable, but he missed a tackle in this game.
1: Uh it, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve. Uh is it possible that we may be getting Ernest Jones back next week as well?
2: I don't know. I actually don't know. I don't think he was ruled out for the season. Um but I will say uh, you know, we've been bashing Troy reader deservingly for a while, played really well in this game and his strength, his best asset has always been pass rushing, but how much are you going to pass rush your inside linebacker today? They did. And, and man, he made his presence felt.
1: Yeah. And you know, not just, uh, not just Troy reader also, uh, you know, gotta give it up to Draven Howard. You know, I, I mean, obviously, You'd prefer to see Ernest Jones out there, but Draven Howard has actually stepped up the past couple of weeks, and uh, he he made a um, a pretty a, a few pretty good plays in this game as well.
2: Congrats to the uh, the long Draven Howard believers. I don't know what you guys are believing in, but uh, maybe you weren't wrong. He he did play well tonight. Uh, he had a big hit that I really liked uh, out on the sideline. I don't remember when that was. I didn't see it in my notes. Um, but yeah, man, they both played really well. Uh, as good of a performance as you could help, hope for from our guy who started the season as our four string linebacker and, and Troy Reader, who we, we all know his limitations, but shit, man. They had a great game. I have nothing bad to say about him in this game.
1: But yeah, I am hoping to get back. Uh... Ernest Jones against the the Bucks. For sure. I mean, you know the the Bucks are are you know they're they're just an all around talented team, and the Rams need someone to cover Gronk. Just
2: saying. <laughs> I, I don't have a lot of faith in Ernest Jones covering him either, man. I'll, hey, you know what? I'll take him over Troy Reader or Draven Howard. It was it was funny how like baffled Brian Greasy was during this game that they weren't throwing the ball to Zach Ertz which was the correct take Um, but like it was to the point where on one of those later drives he's like pointing at Zach Ertz saying that's when he threw the ball where or that's where he should throw the ball when the dude wasn't even open like Burgess was like blanketing him and he's like yeah if you throw it there he might get the first down it's like you're right that they should be going to Zach Ertz more but (laughs) not a year Uh, so it'll be interesting with Gronk next week who is better than Zach Ertz and historically has destroyed us uh, on multiple occasions. Nervous for that. Oh, sorry. I feel like I just screamed there. Nervous (laughs) for that. But, uh, (laughs) got to adjust my volume here. We'll see. I mean, it's so many good performances on defense in this game. Can you, if you don't have the box score up, can you name who led the team in tackles? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I'll, probably say reader reader only had three a Sean Robinson led the way with seven
1: well damn I know he had a hell of a game but I didn't know he had seven tackles
2: yeah and Robinson had seven three solo you know when uh just to add to that Bob Miller had six all solo one sack three tackles for loss um Greg Gaines had four Leonard Floyd had three you know, when those guys are leading, are getting more tackles than your linebacking core, that means your run defense is just being fucking unstoppable in this game uh, because they're not even getting past those guys. Uh, they're not even getting up to the linebackers. I'm sure they did once or twice, uh, a couple carries, 10 or 11 yards. But at front four, they own this game. Uh, that, that Those guys up front, and I mean, I think clearly Von Miller was – the best guy on that unit today. I mentioned the three tackles for loss, one sack, one QB hit. Um, it, it's just so good, man. I didn't realize this was his first playoff game since the Super Bowl, uh, which he won MVP. So, you know, he's fired up. Uh, if this is the Von Miller we're getting, we can put some wins together in the playoffs here. I will have absolutely no remorse over that trade. I mean, I already probably don't given how he's played right now. Pray we can keep him in the off season. Cross that bridge when we come to it. I just saw. Um, I'm not sure if this number is perfect, but I think I saw we have 1.7 million in cap space, which is great. <laughs> but hope oh, they keep him around, man. This was a this is a big I'm here moment in game from Von Miller, who doesn't have anything to prove, but had a little bit to prove to us, I guess. Uh other other guys in this game. We mentioned trell Burgess, he had five tackles, Darius Williams had five tackles, three solo. Um David Long had that interception. That was a great fucking play. I would say this is the best we saw from David Long. He made it he made a nice play early on in the game to um guarding. I don't know if it was AJ Green or Christian Kirk down the sideline, uh being able to force him out of bounds and make a play. Man, if this is defense, if this is the defense we're getting in the playoffs, then I, I'm a believer. Call me a believer. Uh, this defense was lights out today. I
1: I, I am a believer, man. I, I am a believer too, and uh, I I have to admit I had my doubts coming uh coming into the playoffs. But you know what? Um, I I think that the Rams are starting to piece together the type of team that, that they can be, and they're starting to figure it out. Um, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, they aren't perfect. They have some flaws, and I think we all know them. But uh, I, I think as long as they, you know, continue to to play like they did today, I think it's gonna they're gonna be the a tough team to beat.
2: Yeah, for sure, you know, as long as Stafford isn't giving points away, not even if he throws a pick here and there, as long as he's not directly giving points to the other team. We should be a very difficult out for anyone in the league. I'm not saying we're the best team in the conference. I don't know if um, we can walk into Tampa or or Lambeau for sure um, and and win, even if he doesn't throw picks. I think we should be able to walk into Tampa. I I do think on our best day, we're the better team than them, and especially given the injuries that they've had piling up. But this is an example, man. No turnovers. Even though we weren't – no, we weren't even perfect in that first half offensively. We went three and out, three possessions in a row after we uh, after we got up 14 nothing. Didn't matter. We weren't giving it away, and our defense played like this. I mean, this, I, we're not going to play like this every week, but it's it was great to get it once. This was fucking incredible. Um, Special teams unit was great today, man. Ben Skoranek, we mentioned the down punt earlier. Uh, Johnny Hecker had a nice game. I'll give him credit. I hope he can uh, put together a couple nice games here and help lift us to Super Bowl. And, and I know we joke about Brandon Powell, um, but he genuinely—not only like the fact that he can actually return a punt, which is something we haven't had in years—he's um, getting like anytime he doesn't fair catch a punt, he's making solid returns. Like he had two returns for uh, 28 yards today. Got 21 on yard on one, seven on the other. Guy, guy's a fucking—oh, that was kick returns, I'm sorry. He had two punt returns for 19 yards, uh 11 on one, 10 on the other. If you're getting 10 yards on punt returns uh, when you field them, that's a huge asset. You're putting the ball 10 yards more than you would have expected with Cooper Cup or whoever else the fuck is back there. And with those guys, sometimes it was even worse because they would not field the punt at all, and it would bounce 20 yards behind them. Uh, In a year— where we added Odell Beckham and Von Miller and they're crushing it, you could make the case that the Brandon Powell acquisition has been just as important as those two.
1: Without a doubt. I mean, uh, it might come off as a little bit of a joke when I say things like he's the savior, but in a way I'm not joking. I, I mean, he's been the savior of the return specialist for sure. Uh, it's kind of nice seeing him out there as opposed to Cooper Cup, who has no business being out there returning punts ever. Um, you know, and, and like you said, man, every time he gets an opportunity, he he m- makes the most of them. And, and I feel like he had a very good shot at returning another touchdown, um, but was tripped up at the last second um and, and that's unfortunate because I, I I really do think he had a shot at, at getting to the end zone yeah he but, would have uh, taken
2: that a cut he would have taken that a bit I don't know if he have scored but he would have gotten at least another
1: 10 yards yeah he he um I, I was amazed actually and I was so sad that it got tripped up but you know what he still made a um still made a pretty good return on you know if you were to compare it to any of the other guys that we tried this season um, may, may have just muffed the punt.
2: <laughs> right. Or just ignored it. Um God, if he's not on the team next year I'm gonna be fucking furious. Oh, he, he needs to be like
1: we <laughs> he's gonna get him into a seven year contract, man. <laughs> he's
2: our most <laughs> we got we got <laughs> Miller Base Williams, Sebastian Joseph Day, Sony Michelle, this guy's our this guy's priority number one. Get him back. Then worry about the other folks. Probably about the only one we could afford. <laughs> Literally, man. They'll figure something out. They'll figure something out. I don't. I don't That's know
1: how. Freaking Sneed. He'll figure something out.
2: Hopefully, we don't have to talk about it for a month because we'll still be playing. Um, serious. other tidbits from this game. I mean, uh, I heard them say. I didn't confirm it anywhere, but they said David Long had the shortest pick six in NFL history, or maybe it was playoff history, which is hilarious. Shout out David Long in the record books. Um, also, and I put this out on Twitter when I when it happened, but can we just talk about how the Rams have been able to successfully throw goal line fades to Odell Beckham? Because that is something that they have not had in like fifteen years, like since Tory Hall left the team. Um, you know, it's the only real like, you know, obviously Cooper Cup is a, a red zone threat and a in a way you know he scores a shitload of touchdowns he is now um the only real like touchdown hog we've had in the last 12-ish years um was Sammy Watkins and I don't think he was really he was more of a big play guy less of a uh you know goal line fade go up and get it type receiver the fact that we could throw fades in single coverage in the goal line and they work Okay, full disclosure. Uh, my computer just had a meltdown, and <laughs> we had to let it sit here for fifteen minutes to restart. It is uh, twelve forty a.m. on the East Coast. I think it's nine forty. So I dismissed Johnny, but to finish my thought, it, it is really just—it's it, so nice to have a red zone threat. It's, it felt like it's just been so long, and uh, for all Odell's doing, you now we mentioned. Of what um just what kind of an impact he's had overall on this team, and I really hope we can keep him. But I think that is the most felt for me part of his game that's happened. And you know, clearly it's been noticed because he, he's scoring touchdowns like every week, and Stafford clearly trusts him. Anyways, uh since it's just me, we are gonna wrap this bad boy up, but just man. We did it. We won a playoff game this year. There were times where it didn't feel like we'd get here. But here we are, took care of business against the Cardinals. They're going to have a fun offseason, I'm sure, trying to wrap their heads around what the fuck happened to their team. Meanwhile, we are heading to Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Beating Tom Brady in the playoffs? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I might be heading down there. So if anyone's heading down there, definitely hit me up for that game. Um, but be sure to follow us on Twitter, at C.Rubero, at Johnny506, at Rams. Be sure to stay tuned to the podcast feed. I'm sure Derek and Mike are going to be back this week, bringing you plenty of uh, re- more recaps about this game and preview content. And, man, let's hope we can knock Tom Brady out of the playoffs next week. Hey, I went in there. I about threw up. All right? I have a little bit more uh, social awareness. That's to take a piss. Don't take a shit in the porta All right?